You ain't got the answer, Sway. 2 Corinthians 317. That's the whole ball game. In the name of Jesus, you be made whole by the power of God. The Sony Church mirrors our hands. With 15 cents. All right. Baseball full of heretics, episode 12. Is it really 11. episode 12, though? No, nah, we did yes, episode 11. 12. You know, I, I, I didn't talk about this in running order, but I had these down on the notes. I don't know what the what's the title of this episode like if it's episode 12 12 and a half um i think i'm i'm leaning towards episode 12 and a half and then we episode can... yeah no because okay you know how um you know how some buildings they like skip the 13th floor because it's bad luck or whatever i guess no one wants a room on the 13th floor like in a hotel or something mm. maybe we could do that maybe we could um you know really plug into the super superstitious subculture um, we can do like we, we can do like that Shrek thing that they do where they where they stop to Shrek where they just make Shrek two and a half three quarters. Yeah, like, this <laughs> honestly, I'm really leaning towards. It. I like the idea of episode twelve and a half. Um, right. and then just okay. Baseball full of heretics. Episode twelve and a half. What's up, Moses? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Are we going to tell people why episode twelve um, disappeared? Was taken off off of platforms? No. 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 Is he going to keep a secret? Yeah. <laughs> So I guess and it was up there for a little bit for a few hours. So uh, people who were who were quick on the draw might have heard it. Maybe maybe some people downloaded it onto their phones, ripped it, um, got that contraband. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we'll just leave it out there. Um, I think it'd be hard to tell why episode 12 was taken down. But yeah, it'd be hard to explain. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe like years from now when the podcast is big. You know, people like meeting up in alleys, like, yo, man, got that episode 12. It's like, I, got, I got the original. <laughs> I got the original recording. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Anyway, episode 12 and a half. Um, episode 12, we're not going to, we're not going to, ex- ex- uh, what is it? Reveal why I was taking mm. I was mm-hmm. thinking about this before. You know what would have been a good name for this show? What? Mutually Assured Destruction. That would have been a great. <laughs> For this episode of the show <laughs> for the show like i i know basement full of heretics very much like fits with our mandate and what the show's about but yeah. i mean like i feel as though me and you both know enough about each other that we could really torpedo <laughs> <laughs> the other guy if we needed to and i know we try to be like open and transparent on the podcast but there's a lot of things we don't talk about because <laughs> we just couldn't <laughs> recover from it i mean that'd be it's like it's like it's like it's like it's like mid-episode just stops it's like it's it's like it's like the last episode was like last episode was three minutes long <laughs> like it's just, yeah. it was one thing it's over like, yeah I don't you know, actually man. hear someone you actually hear someone walk out of the room eh? yeah <laughs> i know where you live son. <laughs> no, but... no yeah, man, that, that would have been a great name i think it really captures the 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 subtext of the show of the energy which is which which, which is kind of dangerous man because like the thing is like when you when you're on a show and you're just, you're just talking and like you just you just feel you just feel good and you're not even like thinking about anything as is some something absolutely left the thing is like uh-huh. we know so many things about each other that you could just like accidentally just like say something absolutely crazy like yeah like, man whoa and, and like the the lack of editing that we generally have yeah, very conducive to that. I don't, people understand, man. There's two sides to chemistry, man. Sometimes you know you make something beautiful, 
sometimes you set the laboratory on fire and your eyebrows are gone. Like <laughs> chemistry, there's two sides to it. Uh, yeah, for real. For it's, real. Not, uh, it's not that simple. But um, anyway, uh, how you doing, man? Uh, not good. Uh, I was going to say not, not good. Not uh, good. Uh, <laughs> a bit uh, of a Freudian uh, slip there. My life is in tatters. Oh. <laughs> uh, not, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, the only difference is, I don't know, I don't know if every, anyone can see this. Uh, well, if you can't see this, which is everyone. Um, I literally, I literally feel like I'm a, like I'm a freaking 18 year old again, man. I shaved my beard and I literally, I shaved my beard and I looked in the mirror. I, I actually forgot what my face looked like. I'm just like, what the heck? I realized I have a very, very round face, like very, very small round face. I think it's pretty angular. Is it? I don't know. In my opinion, it's kind of a weird conversation. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm working on the video part. I know. Uh, we talked about it. I think we we talked about it off air a couple of times, but I'm gonna see if I can get that up and running soon. So maybe people will see your face um, eventually. Um, people who are listening very closely, though, you might have heard like like when you before when you had the beard, there was like a slight little like noise that it would make. Mm-hmm. It was pretty. It was pretty wild and untamed. Like it would like rub up against your headphones. But um, yeah, it'll be back one day. But what's interesting is, um, yo man, soon. For sooner, sooner than we would like to think, I might be back in Everton, man. Doing what? Another lockdown. <laughs> oh, uh, is it coming? Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I was listening to that show you recommended, The Strategist. Oh, yeah, we were yeah. Talking they were about talking that. about it, yeah. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. Because I know, like, what is it? BC? BC's doing it? Yeah, BC. Ontario's doing it? Ontario's doing it. And Alberta's COVID cases are worse than Ontario. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, I've dude, since dude, like if, May, if, if, I if, checked out if they do an, if they do another lockdown, it'll actually be pandemonium. Like, like, like people will actually like no, like, like the, the, like people won't even people won't even take it seriously. Okay, but I mean, like, what what would they change from what's happening now? Like, like only like the only, the only thing the only real measure that could be taken is closing schools again. That's about it. Closing like gyms again. Gyms are closed. Church. No, they're not. Dude, all you can do at the gym now is like touch your toes, man. Like you can't actually exercise there. <laughs> actually, 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 I went to a gym this week. Uh, Did you actually? I saw a guy run. Yeah, so I got running on trim with mask and like running fast. I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm like, this Dude, guy's man. actually this guy's actually too hard. Like you just yeah. too hard. <laughs> you can't be ready to die. <laughs> no, and, and, and then I and then afterwards I saw him, I saw him bench pressing like heavy weights. I'm like, I'm like Wait, with so- a mask on. Was this a lot of people or just this guy? It was like I don't like other early in the morning, just this guy. So it was usually just you and him in there. Those like those like those like two other people in the gym. But like, what, you know, what were they doing? I don't know. They were like just like um, stretching and thing. Okay, I see. I see. But this yeah, guy, this guy was actually this guy was actually going hard. So I'm like, I'm like, oh my goodness! Like this is actually, I went there and literally, man, all I did was that I just I was just on a bike for a while for a while, did some. Pull ups, and I'm like, this is a waste of time. And then I, then I just went home. I'm like, this is actually such a waste of time. Yeah, that whole low, like you can do low intensity exercises. Like, what is this, man? What kind of a give is this? Um, there's some people who, but there's people like who maybe, maybe that's what they did before. And they're just like, okay. But you don't need a gym for that. You don't need a gym to like, you know, to do like stuff with a medicine ball and resistance. Some people don't have that at home. Like <sighs> Look at you being considerate. What a change. Um, <laughs> Anyway, um, what was I going to say? 
Yeah, anything? but but honestly, man, I was saying if another lockdown comes, it's actually gonna be crazy. Like, like I'm just speaking like from where I live, people are, are not gonna take it seriously. Yeah, like people like still, police still trying to guess where you're at. Some people, some people figured out, some people haven't. Yeah, but like honestly, but dude, the thing is like police is gonna start handing out gonna have to hand out massive tickets, <laughs> massive fines in, in, in order to make people take it seriously. I was having a conversation with someone this weekend, and they said if um if if the what if they have if the Alberta like they set up a task force where they're like, oh, instead of they set up a snitch line, they're like, oh, here's the snitch line. If someone gets a ticket based off your tip, you get half the, you get half Yo. the money. Would you, would you, would you? People would you start setting it? traps. They start inviting their friends. And it's like, yo, why? Hey, man, why aren't you here at your house? It's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> would you, would you, if, if there was, if those, if those are a word and you saw people at, at the neighbor's house, would you actually call them? No, nah, I wouldn't do it. It's not worth it, man. What, what if what, what what if they give you half the bill? I bet they give you half the thing. It's no, like a two thousand dollar ticket. No, give, see, you a, give you a grant. I would I would maybe do it if I was like in another. But you can't do it to your own neighbor because you have to live next. No, to you know, no, no, Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. If you notice someone, <laughs> tell me and I'll call the police. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have a hunch that there's someone. No, but no. <laughs> no, no, but but it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter because the thing is like, it, 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 whether I call them or you call them, how are they gonna know who called them? I guess, yeah. I don't know. I guess it's just the guilt of it. Uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe st- I've I've drank the Kool Aid of the whole like snitches, snitches get stitches culture. Like, I, well, I don't expect my neighbor to come and like cut me up <laughs> if I don't, if I, I call the I don't know, man. Someone. I don't know, man. In the but, in the conversation, I, in the conversation I had, it seems like it seems like even with even with the financial like reward, most people would still not snitch because it's just like it it, it just seems kind of crazy. Yeah, and and do you are like. You know, sometimes you read these stories of people um, circumventing the the COVID restrictions, and obviously, you know, everyone is breaking the rules, bro. Like in yeah, some yeah. in some small way, everyone is breaking the rules. I don't know, man. Speak for yourself. There's a, <laughs> there's a strong contingent on on Twitter who have been hunkered down, <laughs> wear wear mask in the shower. Have, have, you the shower. Thing? have you have you seen that thing? Wearing a mask in your car by yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'll do that like accidentally, like subconsciously. Then be like, what's wrong with me, man? Get it together. So just take it off. I'm in this car by myself. <laughs> but like, I don't know. It's COVID. I, I don't know, man. I, I was on a run the other day and I just I just I saw a post that said COVID-19. I'm like, man, 2019 won't leave us, bro. I I, I literally that was my first thought. Like 2019 literally won't leave us. Yeah, 2020 won't leave us. Time is continuous, man. Years don't just end on the 31st. Which is especially crazy. All right, man. So I did not just life, 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 life's been, life's been all right, bro. Life's been all right. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, obviously, you know, we got rid of um, the headline section uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, but, you know, I think it's still nice, you know, it's a, if, if I think we can still talk about news, just maybe not in the same like formalized context, but just like if there's anything which caught our eye over the last week, being 100% honest, yeah. did anything catch your eye this last week? I, I didn't really. I don't know. I I I I've I've been I've been getting I've been getting like little bits of information on the Matt Gates thing, and I, every time I every time I get yeah. stuff, on, I, I I want to stop reading. I'm like, I'm like no, this is actually too crazy. Oh, is, it, is it actually bad? Yeah, though I I'm just seeing headlines. I have, I just see the actual no details. no, but like no, but I like every time I every time I start reading stuff, I just stop and I'm like, no, this is actually too crazy. Oh, so it's like, is it like very criminal? Like. Like if 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 me too existed for us for a purpose, it would this is the moment. Like oh, so we're talking like jail time. Probably yeah. 
Oh, shoot. Damn. This man was like, this man was like, apparently this guy was like having sex with, apparently one of the allegations is that he paid Allegedly, a 17-year-old. I'm not trying to get sued on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but, but apparently apparently one of the allegations is that he paid a 17-year-old for sex. And um, there's other stuff like, there's other stuff like he would rate, he would rate people that he slept with. And like, I don't know, some of those were, were children and like, it was actually crazy. Children. Okay. Well, anyway. Um, I'm sure the daily is going to have a podcast coming out about it soon. Y'all, yep. yeah. uh, let's keep that energy far away from <laughs> basic <of> heretics. <laughs> but like, I let's don't know, take man. down like, this episode too, man. Thanks. Neil. <laughs> the streak, you're breaking the streak. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not breaking any news. I'm just, I'm all, all I'm doing is just summarizing something that people have already said. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, that's kind of gross. I, I, I found that like my threshold for like the news stories which interest me has gotten so much higher, and I think it's you know when you're way, not, way, way, way interested by the Suez. I wasn't, and that honestly, that's the kind of story which like a couple months ago, definitely <laughs> I would have been following like closely. Why? And I, and I was thinking about it. Yeah, I was like, why would I even care about it? And I don't care about it now. And I, I guess think oil prices go up. No, I don't care about that. I don't I don't buy oil. Um, but I mean I think it's like how plugged in you are to social media. Cause I was thinking like the chatter that happens on your like specifically Twitter, because I used Twitter a lot back in the day. But I mean like the chatter that happens on your newsfeed almost inflates these stories in your mind and like makes it bigger mm-hmm. than it is. And like you have all these people talking about it, making jokes and memes, and like in your mind, you're like, oh my goodness, this is something that's so big. But once you unplug yourself from it. And it's just a case of someone texts you like, oh, did you hear about this thing? And you're just dealing with the raw facts of the actual story and not just like the larger narrative that's been built around it. Things start to seem a lot more insignificant. Like I know even uh, like even the whole like Megan Oprah, Megan and Harry Oprah interview, like I know we talked about on the podcast, but I remember when that was happening, I did not care even a little bit. I was like, I don't think it actually matters. Yeah, it's totally insignificant. I feel as though if I'd been been, like on Twitter, like the way I, I used to be back in the day, like I, I would care a lot more about it. Like I'd probably be reading more articles about it and like be more invested in it. But when I'm just on the outside, like oh, Megan did an interview with Oprah, where she revealed a bunch of stuff that we probably already knew. Was, I was like, yeah, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Um, but like even this last week, like there was a wasn't there someone attacked the Capitol or something? That was yesterday. Yeah, I don't know. It's too bad, I guess. But I don't know. It didn't really. There was, um, I was just reading something. I was, I was having a conversation with someone yesterday about, about radicalization. And I was actually reading an article. I was reading an article on, you, you heard that, you heard that neighborhood in, uh, in Belgium, Molenbeek or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that where the, like, the, one of the shooters from the Paris nightclub, he was hiding in there, right? Yeah. And then people yeah. were like throwing rocks at police and then they found him like that. But like, I remember, um, dude, I, I was reading up on that and like they're linked to, to terrorism. It's actually crazy, man. Like every, almost, it seems like almost every, like, radical islamic terrorists of the last like 10 years in western europe has somehow links to that neighborhood it's actually crazy wait like, how did we get here why did you bring this up no i'm just saying i'm just talking about news stories i just find that mad interesting dude man some of the tangents you go on um <laughs> it's not even news like but like it's, it, it, I, I just found it super interesting dude, dude, dude. i don't know 
I, I was just I was just thinking about like ghettos and stuff and how like and how like you marginalize people and stuff and like how like in in Europe there's just like this insane marginalization of like Arabs and like Muslims and stuff and I like you basically push people into a corner where radicalization becomes a lot easier for you. Yeah, well, it happens everywhere. It happens in Canada. It happens in the U.S. And, and, and is it, yeah, it's true. But like the thing is, like you almost think, like in a way, like in a way, this is what like QAnon has done to people, and like what like, the mega cult has done to people. You've convinced people that somehow they're that they're the minority and they're being persecuted, and they just self radicalize themselves on Twitter. Uh, maybe I don't know. I do. They really think that the minority wasn't that a big slogan of like Trump campaigns that they were the silent majority. The fact, no. the fact that they didn't that they didn't have necessarily the accepted narrative, but they were still able to put Donald Trump in office. Like I, I remember literally seeing those signs. Like we are the silent majority. Yeah, but but in a way, but Donald Trump was also was also like convinced people that they were disenfranchised. Yeah, yeah, like the, yeah, obviously that they were, I guess, stigmatized, but they were still powerful, which is kind of a weird combination. But I think it it kind of speaks to. But like, but like, he's he get convinced. He convinced like white, white heterosexual men that somehow they were, they were disenfranchised by our society. Yeah, which is like wild. I don't know, but some, it's weird. Like, I like, and I know this isn't really our heritage corner. Man, you're about to say some Jordan Peter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 but no, but no, but to an extent. Okay, here's the thing. Here's 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 the way to phrase it. Okay, to an extent, if you were if you were used to being um, if you're used to being a millionaire, and now you get relegated down to making hundreds of thousand dollars, you're still living a very good life compared to a lot of people. But to you, this is horrible. Everything, everything that like like the shit has hit the fan, and your life is is in is in the gutter. And the thing is, like, if you're a, this is not the peak. It's still better to be a white male than to be almost every other identity. But this is not the peak of being a white male. The thing is, their 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 glory days were, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. And so when you've been relegated down a little bit, once once you got to a place where now people can openly speak out against white males or or people are are, are actively identifying your demographic as as uh, the oppressor, as problematic or as the oppressor, it's you, your life has got a little less cushy. And so the fact cause the thing is, poverty is relative. Privilege is relative. Comfort is relative. Everything's relative. And so if you're if you become relatively less powerful, it's easy to spin a to spin a narrative that I am being disenfranchised, I am being oppressed. <laughs> and if you see other groups which were more disenfranchised becoming a little more part of part of the social fabric, gaining a little more ground, gaining a little more power, even if they still don't have much, you could be like, look at how society is going towards group X, group Y, and moving away from me, and I'm the victim. Even though like I just I I, I just picture. find I just, I just find a lot of stuff to be mad interesting, right? Because like, the thing is, like, you even think of, like, um, even think of, like, in a way, how Adolf Hitler appeals, appealed to Germans. Yeah. I just find that, and I find that stuff so interesting, the idea that, like, these aren't the glory days, because these aren't the glory days, it means that we are being attacked, and as a result, anyone who promises a return to the glory days, which, which you're fully aware that the glory days meant, like, a, a large section of people would be denied their basic rights but it's just like let's let's go back to the order i find that i just find that so interesting yeah and then and also that's just an incredibly easy message to sell someone on especially if 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 you're saying they're the ones who are being targeted yeah yeah anyway 
Um, yeah, so th- th- that's sort of news, but like, uh, there's our there's our cultural critique of the of, of the week. Um, yeah, so so if you're one of those people who, who who literally was like loving the news section, I hope I hope that uh, I hope that scratched your itch. Yeah, I miss headlines, but anyway, um, I don't really, but like, <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with it too. I think I think the eulogy is a good way to send off. Anyway, um, I think that's enough catching up. We could probably hop into the heretics corner. We're down. It's times like this. I wish I were a religious man. It's all over, people. We don't have a prayer. Yeah, this is actually just the show. This is this is really what the Basement Full of Heretics is. I really don't. <laughs> I guess I guess it is kind of abrupt doing like a cold open, like like just going right into it from the beginning. But this is this is why we're here. This is what we came for. Um, you know what's really funny? Uh, have you ever have you ever accidentally pressed like the, the fast forward thing on the podcast? There is no fast. Forward. Oh, like the ten seconds ahead, thirty seconds ahead. No, 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 no. Like no, like we're like no, like we're like where you where you speed up the talking. Uh yeah, yo. But I remember like a couple of days ago, I accidentally did it, and I was just like, "What's?" Up? I was like, "I could hear, but it's talking super fast." I'm like, "What's actually going on?" I'm like, Tuh-tuh. and then I and then I looked at my phone and realized, oh, I had accidentally pressed the button. And I was just thinking about like I remember when I was talking to our mom about like the podcast. She's like, "Oh man, that's your podcast, but you guys are talking so fast, I can't hear." I'm like, "This must be what mom is feeling." <laughs> when, when, I, when I listen to that podcast, I'm like, warp speed. I'm like, "This must be what mom is hearing." Yeah, well, I, I think honestly, you know, sometimes I know even me personally, I don't know about you, but like I do have a proclivity to talk quickly sometimes. Um, and you also I, have a you also have you also have a proclivity to use words that most people don't actually. No, you know. no. I mean, honestly, no. I hate this kind of this condescension. Um, looking looking down on our listeners, assuming that they're that they're oafs yeah. who don't understand. No, I use I use words, and I expect them to understand them because we have a cultured. And learned audience. This is highbrow stuff, based on full of heretics. Okay. Yes. Well, go listen to Joel <laughs> podcast. No, I'm kidding. We love it. Not really. <laughs> Are you actually this is the Joel Osteen podcast? No. I'm like in the little promo video for like last week. I subscribed yeah, to it, and then, and then I, I found it, it downloading to my phone. I was like, no, no, no. I didn't. I didn't want this. I didn't want this. <laughs> no. Have you actually heard him speak before? I've seen like uh, like a few clips of his sermons and stuff. Like, like uh, in memes or like like actual. No, I, I saw it on TV once. That man is so joyful. That man is. Yeah, but but yeah. I guess but, Bill Burr. But, but I guess but, but but I guess when the money clears like that. Yeah, it's Bill, hard. It's hard to not be joyful. Bill Burr, he had, he had this really funny bit about. I think he was just on his own podcast. He's he, he's talking about he'd watched the Joel Osteen sermon. And he was like, is he finds it so funny how like his eyes are closed all the time while he's preaching? Like, oh God's gonna help you. God's gonna do this. And he's like, like this guy is <laughs> spewing like so much bullshit. He can't even look at the people. He's like, do they believe this? Do they actually believe this? <laughs> I don't know. Like, Joel, I remember I think I know people listen to him regularly, and their impression of him is that he's a lot more genuine than he's portrayed. And that's the thing. I have very little knowledge of him other than like what people write about him and say about yeah. him. And the whole thing I remember, I remember, I remember one time I was I was reading on Joel Osteen and I was talking with someone and they're talking about how like Joel Osteen's actually like one of their favorite pastors and like they're really blessed by his stuff. I'm like, okay, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We the in in the running order, there is a little point where we might um we might go in on Joel Osteen or just I guess the prosperity preachers, but um but yeah, we don't really know him honestly. We don't know enough to give a definitive um judgment. Anyway, how do we get here? 
I was calling our listeners dumb. And- <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's what you're doing. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is. You were saying they don't understand the word proclivity. Why would you understand the word and they don't? I'm a very smart guy. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, Mr. 3.4. <laughs> no, 3.2. Mr. 3.2 GPA. <laughs> but you know what's actually so weird? I remember I remember in university they told us that like, oh, I remember, I, don't know, I think it was an English class where they're talking about like how our vocabulary would double as a result of being in university. I swore it's actually so true. Yeah, like, you like there's, like there's so many words that I did not actually know. Like I, but now I actually use them like on a semi-regular basis. It's actually kind of crazy. And like, I remember like, it wasn't. It wasn't even like I was. I was taught those words. I just was exposed to them so much that like, they literally just became my vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's it's that too, and also just like partly getting older. Like I remember thinking about like when I started working out, I was like, "Yo, am I getting?" There's a part where it was like, "Oh man, like I'm getting gains and all this. I love this." And I was like, "Maybe I just hit puberty," and because <laughs> I wasn't getting like huge or anything, I was just. But was, you also. But 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 you also feel like with the vocabulary thing, it's more so because like I don't know, it just feels like in university is one of the first times you have to constantly impress people by how smart you are, and and like and like Maybe, you actually like you, sure. and you're actually like actively learning new words because you have to like because like you realize like oh like just just doing doing the work is not enough anymore. I have to like actively be a tryhard, and like <laughs> and, I don't know, you man. As, just, a, as as someone who's like had to edit a lot of articles, like working in a magazine, it's a blessing and a curse. Because some people really lean lean into it, and they just they just say nothing while just using the biggest words. And honestly, it's it's painful to read. It is painful to read. Do they do they use those words in context, in proper context? Yeah, they do. But I mean, you're just like, yo, you could say this so much more simply, and we would just get from point A to point B. In, and it would be a lot less. Painful. It would actually sound better. It would actually sound better. Yeah, too. it would sound. <laughs> no man, it's really a trap. Like, really, big words should be treated like, um, like, um, like, like accessories, man. Like accessories. Add a pop of color. Yeah. But if you're walking out of here, you know, stripes, glitter, um, shimmering, everything going on. You got like light up shoes. You look like a clown. Um, it's, it's like Michael like, Eric Dyson, bro. No, I was thinking have of you, uh, have you, that have Nigerian you guy, Michael? that Nigerian politician, that guy. Oh, uh, Patrick Obano, Nigerian bamboozle. I don't know what to type in on Google, like Nigerian politician, big vocabulary. No, no. Somehow, okay, I'm gonna say his name. If you can, if you can, if you can spell it, just type it. It's called Patrick Obagdego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look him up. It is actually. Both funny. He actually got in trouble for uh for using uh <laughs> for his vocabulary. Violence. Yeah, inciting violence. <laughs> and then they're like, and then they're like, then they're like, they're like, like you have to be careful with the vocabulary because the things you say, some people can't understand. And like you were literally just talking mob violence. Yeah. Yeah, y'all look him up and you'll see what we mean. He's the personification of like what happens when you let your vocabulary get out of control. Um, Michael Eric Dyson uses some pretty massive vocabulary, but apparently yeah. his logic. His logic is like I'm 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 gonna use I'm gonna use the tools of the white man to defend my people and stuff like that. I don't know. I have mixed feelings on Michael Dyson, but um. But you don't like him. I think he's interesting. He's interesting. I like I like listening to him. Very interesting. Very interesting. Hey, I gotta hey, talk. So, so, so I, I was I was like I was like listening to Dr. Umar Johnson. Very interesting guy. Very interesting to listen to. Yo, don't talk about Dr. Umar Johnson on the podcast. <laughs> I've been saying this for a while. Black people need to keep that man a secret. We can't have people <laughs> finding out about talking to. Oh, Umar. I do. I, I I remember. I remember. I remember. I remember. Stop, I remember stop, stop, in, stop. Sc- in school this week, I mentioned Dr. Umar Johnson, and this one black kid just started dying laughing. Yeah, like, man. No, nah, nah, nah. Dr. Umar Johnson is one of those things black people really got to keep <laughs> keep under wraps. <laughs> We've already said too much. <laughs> anyway, what for our sake or for his own sake? For both. <laughs> 
for both, both for multiple reasons. We'll talk about that on our secret show um, on Black Apple Podcast. Um, anyway, <laughs> this week's Heretics Corner is uh, you might have seen from the episode title. Um, we're talking about consumerism, folks. Um, it's getting out of control. Um, consumerism in the basement. Obviously, consumerism is a very big topic. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, and it's growing, but you know, it, it encompasses a lot of things. And I, I know even uh, someone suggested uh, doing an episode on, on like hustle culture and like, productivity. What's, when does someone, when does someone do it? Uh, just yesterday. They just talked, they just DM me um, oh, wow. about doing like an episode on like hustle culture and productivity. And I thought, you know, that's a really great idea. And I think it ties into consumerism, but that might warrant like a, like a separate episode. Maybe we have something planned for next week. Hopefully you can pull that off, but maybe the week after that, we can, we can talk about that. I like that. Um, it's hustle culture that that like grind just grind stuff. Yeah, you know, like you don't get the bag. Um, just you know, like Instagram captions that 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 whole subculture. Um, but yeah, obviously, what I'm saying is consumerism is a very big topic, but it's something which I know I've been thinking a lot more about recently, um, especially like with regards to um, how anti-consumeristic. Um, see, uh-huh. sometimes you'd be making up words, um, but but ha- how anti-consumerist you? I'm yeah. How against consumer culture? Let's say <laughs> the gospel is or Jesus is, um, and then kind of comparing it to our own lives. And I don't, like that's something I've been reflecting on a lot, um, but also because it seems as though like we're the generation, like you know, millennials, Gen Z, maybe I Gen. I don't know. They're all children, but I mean, like we're the generation that seems to be coming to grips with a century of overconsumption. Mm-hmm. And like, you see that, like, you know, with documentaries coming out, like Cowspiracy, Seaspiracy, talking about how we're eating too much and like we're unsustainable in the ways that we're, that we're growing food or you look at like people kind of making exposés on the fashion industry, on manufacturing, seeing how our, our proclivity to overconsumption. We're gonna we're gonna grow people's brains today. Um, but like our proclivity to overconsumption. No, their brains are their brains are already big enough, man. Apparently they're they're super genius. So it's fine. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but like how like our tendency to overconsume, how it's exasperating climate change and how we're producing all these all these emissions and carbon and methane or whatever, and we're killing the earth as a result of it. And, and obviously, like for a lot of young people, that's that's something that they're very anxious about and that they're very fearful of. Or yeah. even even like the 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 realization that like we're the first generation that's expected to be worse off than our parents. And mm-hmm. that's, that's treated like like an actual like emergency, like a crisis. And people were saying this stuff before COVID. And so and so, yeah, like, do you get that sense? Like among like when you talk to people or even or even when you just sit there and think by yourself that like we are the generation that's coming to to grips with the century of overconsumption. And do you feel like, yeah, this is a better question. Do you feel like anxiety about your future just related to um, the lifestyles that we live? Climate change or like just the lifestyle? Yeah, I think climate change is one thing. <clears throat> but even like, do you sometimes think about, you know, your ability to recreate the life that you had growing up. And I know obviously we were very fortunate in a lot of ways, but I mean, like, do you feel anxiety about being able to recreate that, about being able to accumulate wealth, about being able to, I guess, match your peers in terms of um, the things they have and the houses they build and the cars they drive. Um, do you feel that? I'm wondering. I'm not like, I feel, here's the thing. Uh, 
I feel like our situation is a little bit different than most people, like you and I specifically, or than some people, because um, right now at this current moment, we probably have a, a very different experience to what the ones our parents had when they were our age. Because, yeah, because the thing is like just a little sneak peek into our lives. Our parents came to Canada when they were in their thirties and forties. Yeah. Right. So the thing is, like, I'm looking at it right now. If I was to translate that, like I was even talking to my mom, um, I have more I have more disposable income now than they did when they first came to Canada. Mm-hmm. And so and so like like here's the thing, like this whole thing of like you don't realize it. Like, bro, it was a while, a good chunk, good chunk of our childhood in Canada where we were actually poor. Yeah. <laughs> the thing yeah. is like I had to think about that too. Like, I was too young to realize I was broke. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we were actually poor. And the thing is like like like, like, like like I look at it now, like 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 I feel like I feel like like I was I was to say for white people, but I guess for certain people, for certain people, yeah, that's a real problem. Like, yeah, they're 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 not gonna be able to live the lives that their parents live. But I first of all, personally, I feel quite lucky because I feel like I am gonna have a better life, quote unquote, than my parents. Like when it comes to materially and financially. Do you, do you think your kids will have a better life than you? Um, I'm not sure. I I, I don't actually think about that. But like, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure about it. However, um, it just seems like it seems like um, I was listening to someone talk about it. Like uh, new problems create solutions, and I just feel that like in the next, hopefully, or I think in the next like 20, 30 years, as a lot of problems with like sustainability and like um, sustainability become apparent, I think solutions are going to be found on how to allow people to live different lives. Uh, but still, I was, I was going to say as comfortable, but I'm not sure if it will be as comfortable, but they'll definitely be able to live different lives that can be sort of sustainable. So I'm not sure about my kids. I can definitely say for myself, when I look at my experience based on like where we came from, I can definitely say I have a lot more abundance than I than than, than my parents did. Um, but I also feel like I also feel like because I have a lot more abundance than my parents did. I've also fallen into consumerism trap like head on pretty hard. Like I've, yeah, I have, I have fallen in hard. I've really bought into it. Like hard. our man is plummeting, folks. They <laughs> pray for a meal. He's he's in the spin cycle. <laughs> no, like it's actually it's actually crazy. Like 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 in a way like like this is just a little glimpse of my own mind. I was actually thinking about this the other day. Like um, there was there was a time I was just like sitting at home and I was bored. And you you know you know my first reaction was. What? I mean, let me go to the mall and buy something. Yo, that's not good. <laughs> like, like people like, talk like, about retail therapy as if, and I, I don't want to denigrate because I don't know. I've never really felt that pull, but that's always one of those things, like one of those self care activities. Where I'm like, yo, is this really? <laughs> is this really? I, I know. I think. I, I think. I think if you have a budget, it's fine. Like the thing is, like, like, like a casino, you walk into twenty bucks on. and like not don't spend a dollar more or something like that. Yeah. No. Like. No. Like. 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 Here's the thing. Like. I've got better at budgeting like yeah. over the last couple of years. And like, I can definitely say that like all oh, this times, like if like right at that moment, I could have easily gone to the mall and just like bought something and wouldn't have like, I wouldn't have, I couldn't, I didn't, I, I wouldn't have like screwed myself over. But like, it's just interesting that like literally my, my, my gut, my gut reaction. And like, I was listening to a book about this. Um, it's an interesting book called Mikasa Uptown. Um, mm. And the guy was talking about how, like, whenever he has a bad week, you can tell because it's just a bunch of like Nike bags or H and M bags in his in his house. And I was just thinking about like the idea that like my natural reaction when I'm bored 
or I'm just like feeling kind of just like, eh. it's just like, let me just go spend some money. It's just like, it's just crazy. Yeah. Like, 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 like that's definitely not the case for our parents because like I was talking to a mom one time. She's like, Oh, I, I, I can go a month with $5 in my pocket, not do anything. With it. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah like, y'all, I don't know if my mom realized it, but I really never met someone more self-controlled than her. Yeah, which is so funny because she always talks about how she's not disciplined and stuff. And like, like, yeah. I'm like, mom, I'm pretty sure if, if I'm pretty sure you could just like not eat if you wanted to, like, just like just be fine. <laughs> nah, that's um, you know, at first I think that might be the the Instagram question because I'm I'm wondering because yeah, I hear people talk about retail therapy, but I'm interested in like how prevalent that is and if people. Like how many people like buy? I I feel good. I don't I've never I, really felt good buying stuff. I I waste. Don't don't get me wrong. I waste my money, but it's mostly just like on on Nutrigrain bars and and like ruffles. Like it's no, <laughs> I waste it on tiny no, little things. But I've never no, really no, but like going to the mall and buying stuff. No, but like no, but like but I feel like I feel like the retail therapy thing isn't even like sometimes it's not even like conscious. Like where yeah, it's just like yeah. like like where it's like where you don't plan it. Like you're just like you're just like sitting there and you just feel low. Like literally, you just feel because I, I was I was I was, uh, I was listening to a class. Anytime, like I don't know, I don't know if you have a goal and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Anytime you have a goal or you want to do something, let's say for example, like um, I wanted to start running a lot more, yeah. right? And so, like, let's say I want to start running a lot more, and I'm like, oh, I need to buy the gear for it. I need to buy like running shoes. I need to buy like running shorts and stuff. And he said, I was listening to a, to a, I was on doing a class, and the guy was talking about like. There's three steps to goals, gear acquisition, um, practice, and um, no, gear acquisition, learning, and daily practice. He says the gear acquisition part is the funnest part because, like, I don't know what, like, like just the idea of, like, oh, I have, I have this new piece of gear. Like, I have this new piece of, I have this new camera. I have this new phone. I have this new this. I have this new that. Like, even, like, like, like we started journaling a lot more. Even, even the idea of, like, I have a new journal. Just like, yeah. oh, snap. Like, yeah. oh fresh page like i'm gonna I'm, I'm about to crush life now and it's just like it's it, it, it gives it gives you a definite emotional like bump like it's like oh like like i i, I can keep like, going but three I, months later I all, I, that empty journal starts accusing you what are you yeah. you're nothing you're lazy you're useless no yeah. seriously like the thing is like i i realized that like sometimes not even on purpose like like you say i'm gonna spend money to make myself feel better but it's just like you like it's that whole thing of like your your brain has accumulated like a pattern where it's like if you feel bad this is what we do like it's just like and it works it it gives you like a little like emotional bump when you do it yeah i've never thought about it in that sense like buying things is uh is is almost like a gateway to imagining like a different future for yourself it's like it is man and 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 maybe that's and, and i really never thought about that but maybe that's the rush of it it's like you know when you buy a new suit you're just imagining yourself as like i'm a successful professional this is the first step and then when you buy like a new pair of shoes you're like oh i'm like the cool dude who like who like i'm the plug who everybody comes to or you buy yourself like um yeah like workout equipment you're like yo i'm i'm like the person with the cut body and yeah it's it's almost like instead of actually achieving those things which is difficult and hard and you know there's a high chance of failure you just get the rush of like imagining it through 
Yeah, I don't, I, maybe that's the therapeutic element of retail. It's almost like imagining like a better future for yourself. Um, and like, and, and you, and you while, while your credit jokes. card debt is actively yeah, yeah, working yeah, against yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's absolutely jokes. Is your credit card? Your credit card balance is so mad. You don't want to. You don't want to look at your bank account. You don't even want to yeah. look at it. It's, yeah. it's like, is that whole thing? It's like things are so crazy. You don't even want to look yeah. at. It. I'll just it's wait like, till it oh, stops working. I'll just. I'll just yeah. <laughs> and then and once it stops working, time for the next one. Like like. Dude, I, I was actually I was actually listening to a to a thing guy talking about like stress because he says like he says like whenever we don't deal with like our problems whether it's like whether it's like credit card debt or like a deadline he says like he says he says that humming stress that buzzing stress it just begins to like filter into every aspect of your life like you don't even like 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 you're just sitting there like and you just you're just like doing like you're you're reading something and you can't even read it <laughs> it's just like it's just like there's just like buzzing stress in, in the back of your mind it's just like. This, this it's like you're broke, you're broke, you're broke. Like, oh, this, like in the back of you. <laughs> yeah, let me go buy something. <laughs> let me just go buy. Let me let me go buy better headphones. Yeah, let, let me go, go buy a piggy a big a piggy bank. Let me go buy a financial planner. <laughs> like 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 here's the thing. Like like I was like I was uh, I was just thinking about it yesterday because I I, I is tragic. I, man. No, because 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 uh, yesterday, 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 I I didn't I, I was it was a day off for me, and like I was uh I was like I was oh yeah I we never acknowledged my... that it's Easter weekend happy Easter everybody yeah, yeah thank Easter. you Jesus uh, <laughs> uh there was uh I was I I, I was like I I done all my work and I was just sitting there and I was just like my my automatic I I almost wanted to go like oh man it's like let me just go let me go to chapters and buy that book Atomic Habits by James Clear. But then, but then, but then, literally, the thought came to me. It's like Emil, nothing he says in there. You already don't. You already everything he says in there. You already know. Just, yeah. All you want to do, all you want to do, is just spend twenty dollars. When you literally, you know everything he says. One of those things will be work hard instead of just buying stuff. Like you know what he says in there. You just want to have it. It's just like what this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know where I heard it, but like someone's talking about the difference between like motion and action. But like motion is like you know is buying the is buying the the workout gear making the plan um signing up for the gym membership um you know finding your route to the gym putting in your schedule like and it all feels good You're like oh motion let's do it like like oh get everything and like i'm getting everything right steady and read up i mean ready and set up mm-hmm. or like let's say if you're running a company even like motion is like having the strategic <laughs> planning meeting everybody let's brainstorm and like you know making the slack channel where everybody's putting in their ideas getting excited but then like action never materialized like no one ever actually no but no but but, doing but, that, but, but 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 that but that motion thing is so dangerous because i think yeah. like i should not because because it's what expensive it does, man it, <laughs> no, no 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 and not just that and not just that not just that it also it also creates it also feeds in that like fallacy of perfection because yeah. like it makes it makes it makes you plan everything out so perfectly like i was listening to a podcast about these guys are talking about like their life in university yeah and um they're talking about how like was it bible based like, banter yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not pretending about... you listen to any other podcast except for that one. Yeah, exactly. like, <laughs> it's like, like that or Jocko. And if it is, you'll yeah, yeah. Say it. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's that. Or like, or like, or like someone else makes me listen to something. But like, yeah. there was, uh, but like, but they were talking about how, like, how the university life, how the stuff in university isn't real. So, one guy was talking about, like, he's like, he's like, when I was in university, he said, I would have 15 pounds in my wallet, in my bank account, and I would still go to Chinese food. I still go get Chinese food for seven pounds. 
It's just like it's just like I will be walking around with seven pounds in my my in my in my in my wallet. Uh, but like, but one of the guys was talking about how like there were times when like they would like skip classes, and so what he would do was he would basically like say tell tell say like, oh man, tomorrow we're gonna wake up at eight a.m. to be to get to our nine a.m. class, right? Mm-hmm. And like him and his friends would definitely say that like we're gonna do that, and that's that's that motion thing that you're talking about. Everyone's getting and said they wait. Yeah. Yeah, I get excited. He said they wake up at 8.06. They'll be like, ah, too ah, late. Too late. Too late. Too late. He said, he said, he Can't be six minutes late. Can't be six minutes late. Might as well miss no, the no, whole no. thing. Everybody knows no, the first six minutes. That's when the learning happens. <laughs> no, seriously. No, they wake up. No, the class starts at nine o'clock. They wake up at 8.06. They're like, ah, it's too late, too late. And, and they're just like, we'll do it tomorrow. And so and, and like yeah. I feel like that's one of the problems that motion thing. It's just like, like you ever heard of like that? Like it's just like I think there's definitely I don't know, man. Okay, we got to stay focused on consumers. Yeah, yeah. But there's I mean, definitely you finish this, and we'll we'll get back. Yeah, yeah no, but but I think there's def there's definitely there's definitely a a power in just like yo, just getting it done. Just like yeah. none of this, just like oh man, we're gonna do it. actually getting it done. Yeah, I think I think we've given people a little preview of maybe like the productivity hustle culture episode. I think there's more to talk about that, but but even getting to back to the topic of like overconsumption. Um, it's obviously something we both dealt with. Like we talked about how, you know, our first five years of employment, we don't even know where the money went. Um, Dude, no, no <laughs> way. At, at least like, <laughs> like, I remember my I first remember, like, couple jobs as a kid, I literally don't know what I did with my paycheck. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. My mom used to ask me those questions and like, she'd ask me, oh, man, what'd you get? What, what, what? Like, it's like when I found, when I remember when I found my taxes with, uh, with them, right? And yeah. so she'll be like, "Oh, man, what? Oh, you made this amount, much amount of money. That's a lot of money. What'd you do with it?" I just laugh, ha 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 yeah. ha ha. And, 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 in the back of your head, because- I have fifteen dollars in my <laughs> bank account. No word of a lie. Go get Chinese food for seven dollars. You're you're laughing, and, and the thing is, like, <laughs> you're like. And you're like, what you don't have, have anything. Like, someone asked you, what did you buy? It's like, I don't know. I have the same stuff. I actually have the same stuff. I don't even have different stuff. Like, I, I literally have the same stuff. Dude, let me, th- let me tell you something absolutely crazy. I'm not proud of this. I'm not proud of this. I remember the first time in my life I found out about overdraft. <laughs> don't take money. I don't even have. Let me tell you something. I was cheating overdraft like a credit card, bro. I was, <laughs> I, was I was going to I was going to a place Man. ordering food, ordering oh. food, knowing oh. that knowing that my bank <laughs> is in the negatives, and I'm sweating the card and eating the food <laughs> with my own. <laughs> Oh, Yo, man, goodness. that should be considered stealing, man. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, man, I, I was, I Yo, was out time here, to, man. Time to change the episode title, Struggling in the Basement. <laughs> <laughs> and like with, with, with a full mind, buying stuff with money I don't have. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's a little peek into our, into our lives. We start past. And just to say, like, yeah, obviously we, we both have ample um experience with overconsumption and consumer culture and just buying things out of control and i think you made a good point like maybe the differences of of maybe our upbringing and i don't know i think the older i get like the more i realize first of all just like how fortunate we are to even be in the situation that we're in 
Yeah. Uh, like considering like where we were born, like we we're, were literally born refugees, and it wasn't. Yeah. And it's it's not like we had some crazy connections that allowed us to end up in Canada. Like a lot of it was it's literally like, luck, bro. Like like luck, like, like God's grace, like God's hand, man. Like, and obviously, like our parents, like they they really pulled pulled one off, man. Like it's actually pretty amazing dude, the stuff they've done. Um, dude, man, there was a time I was talking. I was talking to dad about this. Actually, no, I think I think I, I was talking about. I think I, I I clocked it afterwards, dude. There was a time our dad was like working like three jobs, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like 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 work, 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 working like working like at a grocery store, like while we were in school. Like we were like, we were like, we were like not little kids. Like we were in school and our dad was like working two jobs, working at a grocery store. Yeah. And so I, I know like the older I get, the, the easier it is for me to like be aware of that and be very, and be content. Like I know someone's asking me like, what's your dream home? And I'm like, you know, low key, I kind of live in it. Um, like right now, like I don't, I really don't need to, if, if, if my child life in the future is the same one that my, that my parents were able to give me, or even a little bit worse, honestly. Um, I think I could be happy with it because I realize just the the sheer um, just how lucky I was, first of all, to be in the situation. And then even like just to be 100 percent honest, we're kind of outliers even within our own family. Like mm-hmm. we we live a better life than a lot of people even that we're related to. And so mm-hmm. and so I know like sometimes, you know, sometimes you feel I've, I know I've felt like guilt about that. Um, mm, that's true. But you just also it, it really gives you a little more perspective. But anyway, not to say we're we're above overconsumption and all these things. This is why this is why this is why our parents can't believe in like systemic racism. They're like, what? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> nah, our parents There's nothing older than me. They definitely believe in racism. It's just they don't they believe in systemic racism. Well, I don't, I don't think they do, man. Well, yeah, but they're also not out here reading like Marxist conflict literature. Like they're not yeah. uh, like if you they believe in racism, it's just maybe not as a, a, as a, a theoretical framework that they're operating under. Um, yeah. But I know just kind of going to our own experiences with consumer culture. I know that you had a period um, with minimalism. I think you watched that Netflix documentary, right? Yeah, I, remember I watched getting, it a couple times. Yeah. A couple times. I remember you got me to watch it. it didn't, I guess it didn't have the same effect, but you were out here like selling your clothes and, and giving to the police. No, I wasn't selling my clothes. What were you doing? So so what happened was, I remember I saw the Netflix. I'm sure everyone's seen the documentary Minimalism, but like I was watching That's what the, it's called? Minimalism? Yeah, it's called Minimalism. But like I, I watched the documentary on it and I was just like, man, I have so much stuff. And so what I did was right after watching that documentary, I went to um, I went into my closet. I'm like, I just, this time I, 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 I wasn't living at like I was on my own, right? And so I went into my closet and I just got like a garbage bag and I just put out all my clothes and I'm just like, okay, these are the clothes I wear and like I like and these are the clothes I don't wear. And I was just like piling. There were clothes in there, dude. There were clothes in there I literally never wore. They were just there. Yeah, yeah. And so, so I just like got all these clothes, the clothes I don't wear. I just like put them in the bag and then I just like donated them to like the thrift store or something. Right? So I just. Yeah, just dropped him off, and 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 this is this is why I, and this and like I feel like with minimalism, I feel like in order for you actually do minimalism well, you have to you have to first of all understand like some of the general ideas behind why we consume like crazy, and also like the idea of like Mechanism. value, yeah, and also value, and also like the idea of like keeping things that have value to your life, and so literally i'm not even not joking man one year later i had the same amount of clothes <laughs> I, I literally had I, yeah, yeah. Oh, you had a tough one, year man so. yeah no one year i literally had the same amount of clothes as the ones i threw out i'm like and it's, just, it's almost like it's almost like in the back of my mind because i saw an empty closet I'm like this needs to be filled <laughs> and, and, and like you, you literally a, start 
there's a word for that. And I think you even explained it. Like if you if you give a certain task, like the yeah, amount of time you good hearts law or something. Good hearts law. And like it's even like yeah. if you buy like some people sometimes you're able to buy a big house. Like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with all this space. Give I'm it, just it. You'll fill it. You'll just find stuff to fill it with. Or like if you give someone two weeks to do an assignment that takes three hours, they'll find two, they'll find some way to do it in two weeks. Um yeah, but, but like but but what do you say? Yeah. Oh no! I was going to say I was going to give people a little more background because I don't maybe not everybody's seen the minimalism documentary. Um, it is pretty popular, but I mean, like the guys in there, they would like go through life with like three shirts, one pair of pants. Um, yeah, like I have like two yeah. spoons in my house and the. Yeah, yeah, you. I don't know. I don't know. But but even that. But even that. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure that's actually like totally correct because uh-huh. they they uh they they talk about what minimalism is and they say that minimalism when i say ascribing proper value because they say they say all the things i have are my favorite things and so and so they say they say that like because they like they're like this shirt these shirts i have are because they're my favorite shirts like i like wearing these shirts these pants i have because they're my favorite pants these um this this uh like one of the guys is like i don't have it i don't have a tv not because just i want to have an empty rooms because i don't watch tv like the thing is like yeah. i watch i watch stuff on my computer and so i don't have a tv like there was a, i was watching a thing where this one guy was like i don't have a dining table in my house because um i don't really i don't really have people over that much and it makes no sense for me to have a dining table for myself i just i just eat my i eat my food in the in the living room um and i think the idea of minimalism is not just to be to be like a monk and stuff and to not have nothing, but yeah. rather, I think it's to have the things that you have are the things that you actually like. Like that's why I say now, even to the, right now, I wouldn't say I'm 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 on the minimalism thing that hard, but I can but I can say that now, like looking at my clothes and stuff and my shoes, the stuff I have is stuff I like and stuff I wear. Like yeah. it's like this, I actually wear the stuff. Like I was, I remember a couple of weeks a couple of weeks ago, I was, I was looking through my closet and I was just like, well, what stuff can I get rid of? And I looked at my closet and I'm like, all this stuff I actually wear. Like if I was to get rid of it, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to buy it again because I actually wear this stuff. Yeah. That's 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 interesting really think about it. Like I, I think I've I've always as someone who's maybe not super well versed in I guess the philosophy behind minimalism, I always viewed it as like almost like depriving yourself, like mm-hmm. like trying to become accustomed to having as little as possible. But I, I think that's a really good way to put it, because I think most of us do if we really look at it, we, we don't use the majority of the stuff we own. Like it's just mm-hmm. sitting there and, and maybe I guess minimalism, and I'm sure someone could break it down like better than, than we can, but it's literally just identifying, okay, what's the stuff I actually use and then moving it on. Like, do I need yeah. 50 plates if I'm living in a house by myself and I don't have dinner guests or do I need like five? And I think, and, and, and I think it, it requires like a, a certain level of constant reflection because there was a guy, yeah. there was a guy I was watching a YouTube video on and he has a, he has the boosted board, right? What's like that? you ever seen those, those, it's like those, you know, it's like those lawn boards that are like electric. Oh yeah. 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 And, and he, and he was like, oh, he's like, yeah, people are gonna look at this and say, why are you buying this? Like you're, you're the personal finance minimalist guy. And this board costs $1,500. And then the guy's like, I bought it because first I'm of all, rich, I am for it. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's rich too, uh, but like, but but, but 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 he said nobody said, but he said, and and which I think is a tack on. Like, I feel like if you really do minimalism well, you will actually have more money. The, the yeah. thing is like, yeah. um, but 
no, but like, but he talks about how he's like, he's like, I bought this booster board because first of all, I planned for it. And like this guy, this guy, I think makes like $50,000 a month on like YouTube stuff, but like, he doesn't live like it. Like he lives in like a similar setup. Like I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and he was talking about like, he's like, <laughs> yeah. It's funny how you, how you're using your, your lifestyle as the baseline. Like he lives as bad as me. <laughs> No, yeah, I, I, I live a good life, but like, but he was, uh, but he was talking about, he was talking about how, like, for him, he's like, people don't look at this and say, oh, why do you have a booster board? You're like the personal finance minimalist guy. He's like, I bought this because, because I planned for it and I, and, and I actually use it. Like, I use it, I like it. But he said, like, if in a year from now I realized that I wasn't using it, I would sell it because there's no point in me just keeping something I'm not going to be using. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, see, now I'm wondering, though, like, you know, we talk about how how it seems as though, like, we seem to be the generation, like I said before, that's coming to grips with, like, a, a century of overconsumption. And we're, like, we seem to be the generation who realize that we're going to have to deal with our parents' decisions, be it regarding the environment or industry or things like that. We're going to have to deal with um, the different social standards that have been built up and, and maybe saying, you know, maybe you don't need to buy a house and have 2.5 kids and pick a fence. Like maybe that's not actually sustainable or wise. Um, uh, uh, what is it? Value to uphold. But my question is, is, and I guess this is just, I want to get your opinion and maybe your predictions, but do you think this pushback that we're starting to see against overconsumption, do you think it's real or is it just more so like the moment or is it more so just like our poverty talking? Cause you know, you think of, you think of uh, what's that one quote? It's like, if you're not a, if you're not a progressive in your twenties, you're it's like Winston Churchill. Yeah. If you're not, you're not, a, liberal in, if you're not a liberal in your twenties, you have no heart. If you're not a conservative in your forties, you have no brain. Yeah. You have no brain. <clears throat> And, and I, I, I just think of a good example is like you look at, let's say, the anti-war movement of the 70s, which is like a lot of young people, you know, who came out and were protesting Vietnam. And it's safe mm-hmm. to assume that a lot of those same people were supported going into Iraq and Afghanistan once they were a little and older, actually, a little fatter, a little richer. It's also interesting that a lot of the people who were like on that, like, like the, the 60s and stuff, like the like the whole like anti-authority uh, we're gonna do our own thing, putting putting flowers into the guns of police officers and stuff like that. Many yeah. of the same people were telling was were like when you have like social people, they'd be like, "Don't respect the police, respect authorities." Like, dude, I saw what you were doing. There's a video. There's, a, there's literally a video of you doing <laughs> there's a this video stuff. of inside shirt and flared jeans. <laughs> yeah, there's actually a video of you like taking a knee. I see you taking off. <laughs> I yeah, I literally see videos of you putting flowers into the into into the barrels of like police officers. I've seen the video of you doing it. Yeah. And and it's it's just it's just interesting to see how like and and I, I sometimes wonder that because I look at maybe some of the like like some of the protest movements you see or just some of the the cultural, I guess, pushback that you see a lot of times being driven by young people saying we don't want to live this lifestyle that our parents were pushing on us. And I sometimes think yeah. to myself, is this genuine or is it history repeating itself? Like, do you think that, let's say, 34 years from now, when, let's say, millennials, maybe they're not as rich as their parents were, but they're a little richer, they own some property, they have kids, they have houses, they've settled down. Usually those are the kinds of things that, you know, make you more conservative and make you kind of regress back to the status quo. And so, like, I don't know, in your opinion, do you feel as though this, this move against overconsumption, do you feel like it's genuine or is it, do you think it's going to change? Um, I think I think it could be genuine because because 
I've realized I've realized that overconsumption, um, overconsumption is not necessarily a. I don't know. This sounds, this sounds weird. I'm just thinking on the fly. I don't. I think overconsumption is not necessarily a byproduct of wealth because, because like, well, hot takes. I, because because I've seen like I, obviously this is this is stuff people will show you and you don't actually know how people live their lives and stuff. But I've seen. But like for example, you look at the, you look at the way people spend money in credit card debt. Poor, like a lot of poor people who don't have the money to be spending like this are the ones who are living like crazy. But you have a lot of people Yo, who have a lot of money. Prob- okay, no, keep going, keep going. Okay, no, but like, no, the thing is, I get, but you have a lot of people who have quite a bit of money who are still living within their means. But you also have the opposite. You have plenty of people who, who have yeah. more than enough money to to live a comfortable life, still extending themselves. Like that's to do what the suburbs yeah. are. It's a whole bunch of people it's, making seven yeah, grand a year, acting like they make a hundred grand a year. Yeah, it's true. But like, but like, there was, I, I think. Um, I, I don't know, like, um, I, I, I know, I know this is a bit of a cop out, but I definitely feel that it's, it, it's down to like your personal mindset, because the thing is like, you've seen those people who like to say like adjusting, adjusting your life for inflation. If you're that thing where it's like, you make more money and now you live, like you make more money <laughs> and, and like, have you is heard that, that thing? Are they saying that's a good thing or a bad thing? No, like just how people do it. Like how, like, how, like, how, how, how like they still, I heard this video talking about like, why, why it is why it is why it is that you don't have more money even though you're making more money because the mm-hmm. idea is like you got to raise and now you're living like you got to raise but he said but in actuality when you were living a little bit a little bit more frugal with less money your life wasn't actually worse like it was fine and the thing yeah. is like if, if, if you could if you could maintain that life you lived where you were not being deprived and you were fine with more money that extra money you have is like it's just extra like it's not like you don't have to spend more. Um, I don't know. Like, in a way, I think coming back to your question, I yeah. definitely feel. I definitely feel like there is. A, I don't know if it's a bitterness. The idea that like, I can't. I can't live. I can't live like my parents did, and as a result, I'm gonna. I'm gonna fight against it, and I'm gonna speak out against it. I feel like there is a certain amount of bitterness. But it also seems like it also seems like I'm thinking thinking more so with like the minimalist movement. There's also a lot of people with a lot of money who are realizing that this that consumers consuming stuff is just not the way to happiness. Do you think it's a lot of people or just some people with very large platforms? I think I I think I think it's growing. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I think I think there's more and more people we're starting to realize that, like, just having more having having more and more and more and more is just not the way to happiness per se because like i even realized that even in myself like i realized as i said i don't do it perfectly now and i still have those moments where like the natural gut reaction is hey um i have nothing to do let me spend money but even but even but even i've realized this thing that yo just spending more and just having more is really not is really not going to make me happy and i feel like more and more people are starting to see that Maybe it might be a result of people realizing that the American dream isn't going to work for them, realizing that they're never going to have the the white picket fence and the two point five kids. People are just realizing that oh, this ain't going to work for me. They find a different way to happiness, and mm-hmm. they realize that there are more sustainable ways to happiness. But I feel like there is definitely a movement, whether that's fueled by by people's like frustration and bitterness or like actual enlightenment. But I feel like there is a movement where people are realizing that consumerism is just not this is just not the way. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I guess my question is kind of rooted in like, 
I I wonder if people's mindsets would change if they suddenly could achieve the American dream, you know? Like if they suddenly were put in a position where they could make a little more money, um, would their tone start to shift? Um, but I, I guess I guess I, I kind of agree with, with your sentiment that this maybe seems a little more permanent, but I think my thing would probably just be because the consequences of overconsumption, like the receipts are coming, whether we like mm-hmm. it or not. And it's almost like even if even if we totally stop banging on this drum and just start, um, you know, idolizing property and and comfortability and um, you know being upper middle class, at the end of the day, climate change is still going to come get us, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. And if we don't shift, mm-hmm. it, it's coming for us. At the end of the day, um, okay, I'm I'm kind of a doomsday prophet. Like people who know me personally, uh, they know I, I have some pretty pessimistic predictions about the future. But like you even look at, let's say, the global power dynamic is shifting away from the West, at least in my opinion, it seems it seems to very clearly be doing that. And mm. and if, if the thing is, we're not going to be as prosperous a society, at least I, I don't I don't think we will be um, 50 years from now than we were 50 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, asterisk 50 years ago, you know, Jim Crow and all that stuff. But um, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel as though the new Jim Crow. <laughs> no, but I feel as though whether we like it or not, like whether or not we do become more conservative as we grow older, the reality is that the receipts are, the receipts are coming anyway. Like, and, and so we almost have no choice but to change and but to value different things because, because the climate is changing and because our countries are weakening. I, but, 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 I wonder, but I wonder how well we can actually do that with, with, like, with advertising and like with social media and stuff. Because the thing yeah. is like, because the thing is like, like I don't know. Like you can have good intentions. You can have good intentions to to be to to be more satisfied with what you have and not consume as much. But if you're still if you're still on Instagram, like mm-hmm. four hours a day, it's gonna be it's a losing battle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's an absolute losing battle. And so I just feel Lost like as lo- yeah, because I feel like as long as social media and like social media is still working and like we have the the level of targeted advertising. I don't know, man. I feel like it's going to, whether or not the receipts are coming, like it'll be one of those things where like climate change or something will have to force us to change, like force yeah. us. Yeah, I definitely do think it's a it's a sink or swim scenario. Either way, like the water's on its way. And I, I, I don't know, man. A part of me is inclined to think that we're probably going to sink and, and, and then have to learn how to swim. But Jesus. Know, but Jesus, what? Oh, yeah, we are God's chosen people. Well, I guess we're not yeah. But we're America adjacent. <laughs> we're close enough to America. We're close enough to America that when, yeah. when the when the protection comes, it'll spill yeah. over. America, this is the, the one empire God will never let fail. That's ignoring <laughs> all the other ones before that one. But um yeah, I I think for that reason, it's almost like we have no choice but to change. Um mm-hmm. but even kind of going to I guess the the faith angle, because you know that is obviously a big part of the podcast. I thought it was, it's interesting to talk about how consumerism and that fixation on overconsumption has like remade the church. And it's so interesting because, you know, when you think about those voices, the voices that you hear saying like, this is not the ideal. We need to stop buying so much, using so many resources. We need to live simpler lives. They're Marxists, bro. <laughs> yeah okay thanks Mio. I get it. I, I get <laughs> this it. has been the baseball heretics <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding i'm kidding i don't know so i'm sure some of them are but i mean 
But I mean, like when you hear those, the voices that you hear saying those kinds of things, even though when you isolate it, that is an incredibly biblical message. Like, I'm not saying it's, it's, I'm not saying it's a message you can only derive from the Bible, but that's exactly what Jesus was saying. Like this, he was a homeless drifter telling people to sell everything they had and give to the poor. Um, and, and, and he was pretty much preaching minimalism, obviously a lot more than minimalism, but I mean, he was very anti-consumerism. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, those voices that you hear saying it now are almost exclusively outside of the church. No, but, that, but that's what I mean. You know, that, 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 that was yeah. the point of my comment, because the thing is like, oh, a lot okay. of those, sorry, a lot, I didn't, a lot I didn't of get the, it from just that one word. You threw. <laughs> no, no, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot, of, a lot of these people will be branded as cultural Marxists. Uh-huh, by the church. And it's yeah, the, yeah. the church is, the, is the, actually the ones pushing back against it, saying, no, we need to have big houses and big cars and 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 give big tithes and offerings, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I think plant a seed. I think, <laughs> I think I think I think we're going to talk about this. But here's some here's something that I found mad interesting. Over the last couple of weeks, I've been watching a lot of stuff with Dave Ramsey, right? our boy Dave. And Dave Ramsey is I don't, an interesting I don't person. Dave Ramsey. Ramsey is an interesting guy because Dave Ramsey, his net worth is is I saw it two hundred million dollars. Mm. <laughs> this man this man is rich homeboy like, buys his house in cash like some mexican drug lord <laughs> no, no but it's but it's interesting because because you listen to dave ramsey they, one of the things dave ramsey always talks about is, is the idea of like he has like these baby steps of like mm. towards like that he has is like towards like financial freedom and like many of these baby steps to be frankly honest they're actually really good like like yeah i've actually taken a lot of dave ramsey stuff just my own personal finance stuff and like mm. they're actually pretty good but it's interesting that one of the things Dave Ramsey talks about is um, I think one of the steps is that radical, what is it? Outrageous generosity. Mm-hmm. The idea of like, it was like, we have so much so that we can bless other people. And like, it's interesting. They talks about that a lot. And there's, it's clear when you listen to him talk, this guy is a Christian, right? Like it's clear yeah. that he's, he's a Christian and a lot of his stuff is biblical, but it's interesting that other times I watch, I listen to a show and like, like his radio show. Yeah, I yeah, I've listened to like, like two or three episodes, but like I've seen clips and stuff. But it's interesting that you, you I listen to a show and the way that he talks about like investments and so on, which I'm not saying they're bad. Please do not do not take do not take that away because we're not first of all, we're not your parents, we're not your financial advisor. So please don't take this as as like gospel. But it's interesting that the way he talks about that stuff and the way that a lot of Christians talk about money. As 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 much as I they're saying radical generosity, it just feels that like the way they talk about money is almost as though it's almost as though it's almost as though like this is ultimate kind of thing. Just yeah, like the vibe. At the end of the day, the goal is still property, and the goal is still comfort. I feel is it like I, I'm in, in taking in that much Dave Ramsey, but that is that is kind of the goal at the end of the day. Right. I, I, I don't know. Like, like, like he, he celebrates like people being death free and like, it's awesome. Right. Like they're yeah. death free and like, yeah. and like you're death free. Now you invest in stuff. And uh-huh. I, I, I don't, Dave Ramsey's, I don't think he's ever said the goal is just comfort, but it's interesting so like that like acquisition right? of wealth. Yeah. Creating wealth. Right. Yeah. And, and it's interesting. It's interesting that like, if you follow Dave Ramsey's stuff, like, and you follow it well and everything works out for you, which I think pretty much some people doesn't, but like, if you, if you follow everything, <laughs> and every, and, and, and I'm just imagining like, you know, the end of the, the pharmaceutical commercials when everybody's yeah. like frolicking through the fields, that guy's like, your skin might suddenly blow off. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, yeah but like, but, but it's just interesting that like, if you follow Dave Ramsey's stuff, yeah, you will be like wealthy. 
Like well, you will not be everyone wealthy. can be wealthy, but yeah, you'll no, be that's better, what I'm better that's off than you are to be. You'll be you'll be better off. And like it's almost like it's almost like like okay, now I'm debt free and I have all this money. <laughs> what do I do? Like right? like like do I just do I just give it away? Do I just give it away until until I'm broke? Like like what do I, what do I do with all this money? Like and that's the thing though. But and okay, here's the thing: people might get mad at me for this, and it seems kind of crazy. But that that's pretty similar to that's actually pretty close to what Jesus told people to do. And yeah. and there's this one there's this one uh this one guy William McCaskill. He he's this professor. I think he's a philosophy professor in the UK. But he started this um. I don't know if he started this movement or he's a big part of it. It's called effective altruism. And I remember I heard him once on Joe Rogan. I looked into him. Really interesting guy because he he follows this thing where he literally only keeps as much money as he needs. And so he's a professor. And so he's making good money. Like, let's say, for example, like 100000 a year. Um, but he only lives on 36000 And he gives away absolutely everything else. Like, he's calculated his cost. Like, this is how much I need for clothing, housing, um, uh you know like by basic Food. necessities yeah maybe um and maybe a little extra just in case emergencies happen and he gives away absolutely everything else and you hear that and that it's such a radical idea that joe rogan has to have him on his podcast to talk about it but it's actually an incredibly biblical idea but it's yeah, also actually- so opposed to what you hear actually in the church because a lot of the rhetoric in the church is obviously a lot of there's the prosperity gospel, which is really egregious, where people are literally saying God wants to give you like a like a Porsche 911 or something. But but even even pastors who aren't on that that far along, a, a big part, big message is like giving more to the church. Actually, I guess maybe that's not wrong. Anyway, what were you gonna say? Oh no no, um, I was I was just saying that man, I forgot. Keep going. Oh no, I remember. I'll let you go. Yeah, yeah, but it's pretty much just what I'm saying is it's it's so it's so it's so interesting to see how far the church has departed from that message. I know it's something which I've been thinking on because you know we oh, yeah. Yeah. we talk about how possessions don't really make you happy, mm-hmm. and you know it's 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 so hard to believe that when you're poor. Like I've heard Jim Carrey. Saying like you know, I think he said yeah, like, yeah. money doesn't buy you happiness, but like you don't know that, but you you can't say that when you're poor. Like you need to be rich to actually find out the money doesn't buy you happiness. Because when you and money buys you some happiness, like uh, there's this curve where it's like once you it's hit like, like seventy seven thousand or something. Yeah, seventy seven thousand. Anything beyond that, your quality of life starts to go down. But no, it but doesn't anything, go down. It, it it just plateaus. But there's actually a point where it starts to go down. Oh really? Yeah. But like. But it's interesting that I, I, was, I was talking to someone about this and they said that like they were talking about how like a lot of what Jesus teaches when it comes to money is so radical. Yeah, he'd be called but, like, a Marxist. That, yeah, 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 seriously. Like it's Acts, Acts that, like, chapter two. Yeah. <laughs> Delete like, that. Actually, Delete. The, the, whole, the whole book of the whole book of Acts. But the thing is like yeah. it's interesting that it's interesting that a lot of a lot of what Jesus says about like money and 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 buying stuff and consumerism is so is so radical that like Christians like they don't want to talk about that because it's just uh-huh. like the idea of like sell all you have and give it to the poor. Like what have you, have you heard that? Have you heard that? Um, it's so funny. There was, uh, I was, I was, I was just in the Holy post a while ago and, uh, Sky Jitani, one of the guys on the show, awesome guy. He was talking about, um, he was talking about how like a lot of Christians believe the constitution is the constitution is literal, but the sermon on the Mount is, is, is metaphor. 
Yeah, it's figurative. Like it's just like the idea of like 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 when Jesus starts talking about like stuff like, oh, um, if you have two coats, give it to the man who has who has none. Like give one to the man who has none. It's just like the idea of like, I only have two, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> How can I give it to the man who has none? Like first I need to free. <laughs> yeah. I need I need I need 10 or 15 coats before before I can give I can give him one. And like and, and that's literally my mindset. Like it's just like yeah. the idea of like of like you see you see someone struggling and like oh man they're struggling like I have enough money to help them but I'm like oh, man first let me just work on some some financial freedom before uh, before I help them and it's just like it's so contrary to the gospel but you we've literally we we are preaching our to ourselves a false gospel like we are literally lying to ourselves saying 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 no 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 the gospel is still good I'm just practicing common sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think. You know, the difficulty is I feel as though it's it's a message which everybody understands. Like, I think most yeah. people, if you really sat down, talk to them, just have a rational conversation, they would agree that, like, you know, money doesn't buy you happiness. When you really sit there and think about it, like money, like, you know, objects and maybe not money, but like objects don't make you happy. OK, well, everybody, that was our customary um, <laughs> jump cut because of Emil's horrible Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> but you know you know i feel like there's something wrong with your end man because we were we were pounding yeah. out for, for a good hour i'm sure there is everybody always says it's my end but then everyone goes to their data and all the problems disappear <laughs> no man you got that lte um where were we uh, yeah we're i guess we were just talking about i think we're, we're, we're probably wrapping up but um about the difficulty of of being in a situation where we like implicitly understand that objects aren't the source of our satisfaction or joy. But the thing is like, it's, it's what, what's what you do in that moment, in that moment where you feel sad or in that moment where, um, you know, you see the deal or you see, or you see the, you see the limited edition, whatever. And then like your lizard brain kicks in, you know, mm. and, and that's what's making the decisions. And it's like, that's the difficulty. And then the problem is when you have a whole society operating off lizard brain, a whole society being fed advertisements 24 seven, um, what happens then, you know? And I know for me, it's helped just to remind myself sometimes of like my previous encounters with that kind of thinking. And I always think back to like when I was a kid and I thought, you know, if I get a phone, for example, like I remember when I was in junior high and other kids in my class had a phone and I didn't, I remember I used to think to myself, man, if I get a phone, my life is going to be perfect. Like from then on, mm. like doors will open, um, heaven's 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 gates will will pour out blessings if I just have a cell phone. And you get a cell phone and you're like, yo, this is kind of my life is is not very different. Obviously, it helps in a lot of ways, but I mean, like, and it was the same thing. Oh, if I get a car, if I get this job, if I get all these different things, and eventually, hopefully, you'd be able to stop and look back and realize, oh yeah, none of these things ever actually gave the payoff that I expected. And, and, and like, none of these things actually contain the, the satisfaction that was promised, mm-hmm. but maybe it's a case of like, and we talked about it before with, um, with financial, I think we talked about it before the show, we started recording, but like with our, our own encounters with like overspending and stuff like that, maybe it's a case of like, you just need to get burned before, you know, like you just have to, like there's, there's no, there's no better education and experience. And you just got to hope that you don't get burned so badly that you die, you know? 
<laughs> no, but it's like that with so many things. Like I remember we were talking about even social media and like and and like having kids using social media. A part of you, we were talking about how we're we're you look at social media and the kinds of behaviors it produces, and we're nervous about letting like if we ever have kids letting them use it. But you mm-hmm. also realize that if you have a kid, if you have a 14 year old, 15 year old, 16 year old, they almost don't know that unless they use it and they realize, oh, this is not actually what it's what it's um, made out to mm. be. But you They're just like, kind of hope like, that the experience isn't so bad that it ruins their lives. You know? so, you're, so you're just trying, you're just trying to stop me from winning. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and, and, and it's like that with so many things in life where it's like if someone can stand and tell you, Jim Carrey can tell you being a millionaire isn't what it's made out to be. Being rich isn't what it's made out to be. And you're like, easy for you to say, Jim Carrey, <laughs> you're a millionaire. And yes, it is easy for him to say it. He's in the perfect position to say that. But you're not going to believe it until you've been burned, until you have it happen to you. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. That's wild, bro. What I'm saying is, I don't, I don't know if there's a way out of this. I've, I've said it before. I'm, I'm a bit of a doomsday prophet. Um, maybe light on the prophet end, but uh, a part of me feels as though we're kind of headed over a cliff, and maybe we're starting to realize where we're headed. But maybe there's just too much momentum, you know? Maybe. Maybe. I'm not telling people to give up, but what are you doing right now? I'm just listening. Oh, okay, you're on your phone or something. I just I just thought you were just ignoring me. No. I'm very, I'm very self-conscious. <laughs> Go buy something. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Look me in the eyes. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Like like yeah, I I it probably it's, it's interesting that yeah, I think you're right. The, the best lessons are learned from 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 devastation. The only problem is like when it's the devastation that results in the deaths of hundreds of millions yeah. of people. When it's the destruction sure. of the environment of the of the of the ecosphere. <laughs> I guess I guess that's how we're gonna learn. But yeah, man. Anyway, um, as we await the coming apocalypse, keep it tuned to Basement Full of Heretics every yeah, Sunday actually, at I- seven p.m. <laughs> And if, and if, and if, and if uh, I was going to say, and if you can't hear this, but I guess if you're listening, you can. Yeah. Um, and uh, power up your generator. Yeah. <laughs> if there's someone, if, 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 if you know there's someone who, who, who needs to hear and they can't, um, go buy them an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is the soundtrack to your impending doom. Um, I don't know. Like I said, this, this is a very big topic. And I think there's there's a lot of factions, facets of it that we can. And I think and, and, and I think we touched we touched on a few doors, which I think are going to be interesting episodes later on, on like productivity, yeah, and like hustle and like, culture. And I like that. hustle culture, our, our 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 own parents and how it is that they like our upbringing and how it how, it, how it's different and maybe similar to some of the different upbringings that people have. Yeah. Just speaking of mutually assured destruction, I was thinking like maybe we should have our parents on here, but I'm like, nah, there's things they could say. I don't need the world to hear. I really don't dude, need them. Dude, dude, you would you would be editing for hours. <laughs> yeah, you would be editing for hours. Like the podcast would seem so strange. The, yeah. amount, the amount of random cuts would actually be so weird. It's like, what is actually going on? Like it'll be so yeah, strange it be like a dubbed podcast whatever that looks like <laughs> it just be what they're saying just me speaking over just <laughs> <laughs> oh man no but honestly you know, one of these days maybe not both but maybe maybe nice to have like one maybe actually i'm pretty sure our dad doesn't know this podcast exists but like it'd be interesting to have like 
our mom on, and then maybe a couple couple episodes later, a couple weeks later, for like Father's Day or Mother's Day or that something. Could be, that yeah, could be a segment, like you know, mom talk. Just a couple a couple minutes with our mom, ask her about the news, <laughs> which she almost certainly doesn't know about. I, I know, but it's so weird because our mom, our, our mom, our mom will randomly know a lot about a topic you did not expect yeah. her to know. Yeah. Like like the, the Megan Harry thing, I've never seen my mom so passionate about news. Like yeah, like, who why do you care? Who knew that yeah, would serve? Yeah, she was actually so passionate. Anyway, uh, maybe that's something we look forward to in future episodes. We'll see. Uh, but uh, next week we have something planned that hopefully we can pull off. That would be great. Um, but um, as always, we're gonna try to be here regularly. Um, the streak is broken um so far but we're, we're getting back on the horse episode 12.5 episode 14 um nothing ever happened uh y'all didn't see anything if anyone has mm-hmm. the the downloaded version um of episode 12 keep that on you man that might be worth something in the future um mm-hmm. might get you out of some tight situations uh but yeah thanks to everybody for listening as always you know make sure to follow the podcast on instagram we're gonna hopefully have a few questions up there this week that we'd like to get y'all's input on um uh, yeah, I, I, I was going to say I was going to put in some more plugs, but I got nothing else going in my life. So, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, subscribe. I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, like and this. subscribe. I, yeah. Yeah. Outside, outside of this podcast, we're not doing much else. So, yeah. 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 Keep us in prayer. Keep us in prayer. Um, if you can, if you can afford a few dollars, send it our way. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. All right. That's <laughs> this week's episode of Baseball Heretics. Hi, everybody. Goodbye. Take care. Much love. Take it easy. Bye.